Hey, welcome to Pastor Ryan. Thanks for checking this station out. This is your weekly podcast where we post on Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, we walk through a passage or a chapter of the Bible. We pull the truths of God out so we can apply it to our lives. Thursday is This Day in History, 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 uh, where we check out big events, births, deaths that impact the world around us. Hey, don't forget to check back often each week. Like, share, subscribe, love God, love people, make disciples. Welcome back to Pastor Ryan. I have been out for about a week and a half due to an illness, not COVID related, just very sick, on antibiotics now, feeling a lot better, getting better every day. And so I want to jump back into this. This is Holy Week. And so this podcast, I want to kind of walk through what this means for the believer or even what this means for the world. You know, we've been walking through the book of Acts. Um, I posted sermon podcasts of previous sermons that I've done. If you like those, leave a message, leave a comment. Um, I will post more of those. But I've also talked about history. And when we look at history, one of the ma- the major thing in history is Jesus and what we do as humanity with Jesus. There is something about Jesus, his miraculous birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, that we still talk about it today, some 2,000 years later. That's not by coincidence. As we look at Scripture, everything points to Jesus. As we look at our lives, everything points to something. There, you know, there are four basic questions that we ask as humanity. You know, why are we here? What's the problem? What's the solution to the problem? And then where are we going, right? Those are some basic things. But if we look at the person and work of Jesus, I believe we'll come to an understanding of what this is all about. And so stick around and we'll talk more about it. So Sunday, this past Sunday, we celebrated Palm Sunday. This is like the beginning of Easter week for a lot of believers. A lot of different churches celebrate Easter or the the resurrection week, Uh, but Palm Sunday kind of starts it out. Matthew 21 verses 8 and 9 says this, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Can you imagine this image? Uh, The crowds were singing and and praising and proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah, as the one coming from the line of David, the King David line. This is it. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They knew this uh, because they understood the prophetic writings of Zechariah, and they would have passed this down, this tradition down. Um, And Zechariah 9, verse 9 and 10 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Uh, I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. 
this is the one. This is the Messiah coming, and they're shouting Hosanna. He rides in on a donkey. Now, this donkey is a picture. It's, it's a picture of humility. It's a picture of peace. And the thing we can grab from this is that true peace only comes from Jesus. See, if Jesus were to come in on a war horse, they would have been expecting this, this dramatic war or this overthrowing of the Roman Empire, right? We see the world around us today shouting to overthrow the systems that are in place. But Jesus doesn't come on a war horse. He comes on a donkey. He comes on a donkey, a picture of humility and peace. And I want to say to you, if you're listening, if you're not a believer, true peace only comes through Jesus. It doesn't come through trying to overthrow powers or 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 take um, money from this group and give to this group or to tear things down and build things. True peace only comes through Jesus. And he says, come to me, all you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus' triumphal entry wasn't like the others of his day. It was prophesied that the true king, the only king, would come and he would bring salvation to his people. Not only to just to the Jewish people, but to the Gentiles, the rest of the world. As we prepare our hearts for this week, let us view Jesus as the only way, the only truth, and the only life. He came and he lived a perfect life, died a sacrificial death, was buried and then rose again, and he has conquered sin and death, and he makes a way for all of us, those who would place their faith in him, to be reconciled to a holy God. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. After Palm Sunday, Jesus comes into the temple. The Gospel Coalition says Jesus was to he was declaring the failure of God's people to live up to the covenant mandate to be a blessing to the world. Much of what the Gospels tell us about Monday centers on the theme of Jesus's authority, both over the created world and his right to judge it. One of the passages they post is Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 19. It says this. On the following day, this is after the Palm Sunday, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who had sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything in the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it into a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him because all the crowds was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. We see Jesus coming into the temple and he's overthrowing these tables and he's driving folks out that weren't there of the right heart. See, he says, this is, he's quoting God saying, my house is a house of prayer for all the nations. It's a house that for those that would worship in spirit and in truth. 
We see Palm Sunday. We see Monday. Jesus' authority is brought to light. Let's see what Tuesday has to hold. Man, the Gospel Coalition says this, if Monday's arrival in the temple was an all-inclusive living parable of cleansing God's house, Tuesday's entrance is a direct verbal confrontation with the appointed leadership. After Jesus clarifies he doesn't regard these leaders as having any authority over him, he spends the rest of his day right there in the temple to teach the people God's word. But Tuesday afternoon is the last time Jesus publicly teaches in the temple as a free man. His words on this day are his closing argument, his manifesto. Mark 14.1 says that the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him. John chapter 12, verse 44 says this, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my word has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. As we come into Wednesday, the Gospel Coalition says this, The past several days have been a rush of tension and anger for Jesus' opponents and of unflinching resolve for Jesus. Words have been his currency, and he spent piles of them. But on Wednesday, before his death, Jesus is still. They put a passage, Matthew 26, starting in verse 6, says this, Now when Jesus went, was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, it's interesting that he's only mentioned by his disease, his illness, Simon the leper. A woman came up to him with an alabaster flask, a very expensive ointment. This is Mary. And she poured it on his head, and as he reclined at the table, and when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on his body, she has done it to prepare for me a burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the world, the gospel that Jesus came and lived a perfect life, the gospel that Jesus came as the light into a dark world. If we walk with Jesus, we walk in the light. And though the darkness surround us and seem like it would overcome us at any moment, Romans chapter 8, 38 and 39 says there's nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And he says, wherever this gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done also will be told in her memory. Her actions are written in the words of Scripture, and we read it some 2,000 years later. Jesus is real.
and his work on the cross is real and has the power to save that which is lost. Thank you for listening for the first few days of this Holy Week. Join me tomorrow as we look at Thursday. There are many pages in Scripture that fill the events that happen on Thursday. We call it Maundy Thursday. Join me tomorrow as we look at this important day in the week or the days leading up to the crucifixion. See, the crucifixion is horrible. It's, it's a horrible death to die. As we think about all that Jesus has done for us, remember that he did this knowing who you and I are (laughs) on the inside. All the words we've ever said, all the thoughts we've ever had, all the motives we've ever had. And yet he still looks down and he says, I love you. And he goes to the cross. And if you place your faith and hope in him, you will have life everlasting. Remember, love God, love people, make disciples. Thank you.